Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Today's guest is the awesome Trinity Jean, who is basically a superwoman. (laughs) Trinity is a known and loved Happy Way ambassador and has been part of the family for a very long time now. What we love the most about Trin is watching her ever-growing and adapting fitness and wellness journey. From fitness modeling to pregnancy workouts, she has pretty much done it all. So on today's episode, we really want to get to know more about how to mindfully move your body through the various stages of life and how your lifestyle choices can support this. So welcome, Trin. Thanks for coming in today. Wow, what an introduction. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you are for a superwoman. <laughs> yeah. Trin is here, 37 weeks pregnant, ready to have a baby any moment. Yes, so I'm so ready. We, Out you come, little one. <laughs> yeah, we are so grateful to have you here today. Thank yeah, you for having me. Of course. So to really start and set the scene, can you tell us a little more about your whole fitness journey from where you started, where you are now, and why it's important for you to keep up such an active lifestyle? Yeah, wow. Well, it goes back, yeah, a long way, I guess. Yeah. Growing up, I was the sporty kid. I played softball, netball, football, whatever I could have a go at. And then got into weight training probably when I was about 19, 20, 21, around that area. And then decided that I wanted to do a fitness competition, I guess. So like the bodybuilding competitions. I did start in the category bikini and quickly found out that my body is not bikini. Um, (laughs) It's more figure or fitness. And I know today there's so many different federations and different categories, but a little bit more muscular and um, not so much, yeah, bikini. So I did that for about five or so years back to back. So And that was competing every year. Competing every year, off and on, dieting in and out. And it was like it's it's a selfish selfish mm. sport and it has to be really if you want to do well at that time I didn't have a partner I was living at home I was working studying and trying to do a comp prep which I probably don't recommend because yeah. it is a lot and then eventually I think my body got tired and the thing that really hit me was when training became a chore rather yeah. than something that I love to do and I love training I love you know sport being outside And when it started to be like, oh, I've got to go to the gym, I've got to get my workout, I was like, hang on a minute, Mm. something's got to give here. So gave that up and then really just found that balance between work, life, exercising. And I think it was when I started, I actually started a fitness course straight out of school when I um, was like 19 or whatever and just got a bit lost, didn't know really what I Mm. wanted to do. So after competing and then I started at a dental job, did that for a few years and then went, hang on a minute, why not do something that you love and make money from it? And so went into finishing my personal training course, Mm -hmm. finished that and then got a job at F45. And now I also do online work and found the balance between, yeah, living a healthy, active lifestyle, but also enjoying life's benefits too. Amazing. And how did you come to find that balance? Because, you know, after trying and testing so many different approaches to 
fitness and dieting and just nutrition in general. How did you get to a point where you found something that you're like, you know what, this feels good for me? Because like you said, it became a chore when you were going to the gym. And a lot of us would just get into that routine and think that's kind of normal. You know, you'd start just doing it and you're like, oh, it's such a grind, but I've got to be healthy. I've got to do it. But there is a way to find balance and feel good about moving your body and eating well and and how did you go about finding that so I think that's the key like you've got to find what works for you so you know there's so many gyms and studios and ways to move your body these days that you've almost got to try a few things just to find out what's good for you so you know it might be that circuit training it might be your you know fitness outside with a boot camp or something for me like I said it was just forgetting the strict structure of a comp prep and drawing it back to how I love to train being outdoors Mm. I picked up running again which I really love to do I know that's not for everyone but (laughs) I really love I love that huffy puffy exercise jumping high intensity and so anything that sort of related to that that's what I love to do and that's where I was um headed so yeah amazing amazing that's great so Obviously, you're a PT, which you... Um, I don't like to be called a PT. I okay. like I like a fitness trainer. Fitness trainer, like group, okay. group training. Yep. Um, yep. And that's one thing. When I finish my personal training course, you have yeah. to do that course okay. to be able to work in a lot of gyms and yeah. um, fitness facilities. But I always, yeah, I kind of never went into it knowing mm. I wanted to do one-on-one training. Yep. It was okay. always group fitness. Yep. Yep. And then... We'll talk probably talk about this a little bit later, but then really found my niche in fitness training as well. So now that you're pregnant and you have been through all the trimesters pretty much, you're 37 weeks, so you're ready to go. A lot of mums would be listening to this podcast. So, you know, this is your area. Give us some insight on the do's and don'ts of exercise when you're pregnant because, you know, there is a lot of information. Don't jump, don't do this, don't do that. Or, you know, how do we keep up? moving our body through that period that's safe safe you yeah know, that's healthy it's, yeah it's really about nurturing your body through the stages of pregnancy it's not yeah. about you've got to switch your mindset to go hard and go home to yeah. nurturing and taking care of your baby and your body through the trimesters so like the first trimester we really just worry about um, getting that heart rate up too high, getting too hot, um, making sure there's enough ventilation. As far as movements go, there's not too many limitations at the moment. You might be feeling sick, so that might be your limitation. I can't get to the gym today. And that's where it just comes down to listening to your body. So if you can't make it one day, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. I was definitely one of those people. I think the first six week, six to week 13, I had that nausea like Mm. hungover feeling and I don't drink to avoid that feeling so that was pretty hard but I just sort of kept in mind you you don't have to push yourself you don't have to go every day Um, and then when you hit the second trimester is more when we focus on scaling back the intensity the impact so you're jumping you're starting to then get a bump you're starting to get heavier (laughs) your uh, joints and everything soften up so you're at risk of injury more at risk of injury than yeah. say a normal person yeah so for me I stopped jumping around the 15 week mark I think yeah. it was the 14 or 15 and look that's not for everyone Every, like you know everyone's different and for the this is for like the general public the people that don't know mm. what to do there are some fitness trainers you see who are still running marathons yeah. at 30 weeks I know and, I've seen them like, what? you know and they're and they're still jumping like I yeah. I have a girl in my f45 class who was still jumping and she's 
you know, listening to her OB and she's making sure that she's, um, yeah, listening to her body, but that's her choice and that's yep. fine. But for the majority, if people could only see if they scale it back, the earlier they scale it back, hopefully the better they'll be able to come back into yeah. exercise. So if you think what we worry worry about mostly is your pelvic floor. So it's like yeah. a sling that holds everything in there. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're getting bigger, you're getting heavier, there's more pressure down there and then you go and jump, it's like, well, man, calm down. Is my baby like, going to fall out? <laughs> is the, is, yeah. And then obviously like going into the third trimester, like, yeah, you're just feeling more heavier and yeah. it, movements just don't feel right. So yeah. um, also in that second one, we worry about the core muscles. So taking the load off the core, making sure we're seated when we're doing anything overhead. It's just slight modifications yeah. throughout the trimesters that you can still get a decent workout. Like for me, as I said, huffy, puffy, jumping, loved, you know, that kind of exercise. Even for me, I know the importance of scaling Mm. back and, you know, just reducing that impact and still getting a good workout. Yeah. So you really can still keep up that routine. You just, it's slight modifications. And I guess it's finding someone who, you know, if you don't feel confident making those adjustments yourself, really finding a group trainer or a personal trainer or someone that can really help you with that, that. Someone that has not only maybe experience, but um, education, Mm. education behind pre and postnatal. And I actually completed a pre and postnatal course for functional fitness earlier this year, something that I've been wanting to do for ages. And like I said earlier in the podcast, like once I became a fitness trainer, I then sort of really kind of found my passion with women and women's fitness. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that one day, hopefully I would have children of my own trying to work out, all right, what's the safest way to still exercise throughout my whole pregnancy if I can. And so I did this course and it was just so, such an eye opener and such, so many wow moments of like, it's so easy just to pull back a little bit. It's nine months. It's not even nine months. Like it's, it's six months really, because the first three, you don't have to do too much. And then coming back really, we, we put a huge importance on getting that women's health physio check at the Mm -hmm. six week mark, because they're going to not only look at you visually and be like, how are you feeling? Da, da, da. They're going to go whoop, whoop, oh, up straight inside in, yeah. <laughs> and check everything on the inside, yeah. regardless of whether you had a C-section or a natural birth or, yeah. um, sorry, vaginal birth. They're going to check everything, making sure you're okay so that you can go and then safely work, start working out again yeah. nice and slow. Yeah. So at 37 weeks, you're still moving your body. You're still feeling that you can do that. And yeah, yeah. It so feels good for you. A lot of, uh, lot of walking now. Yep. I did do, we have a set of stairs um, near the beach yep. where I live. Yep, so I still like to do them. And, okay. and as I've gone through my pregnancy, it's gone from a bit of a run, a bit of a hop. Now it's a bit more of a walk, a bit of a, bit of a step, yeah, like yeah. side to side <laughs> all the way up, especially when did I do them? What's today? It's Tuesday, I think it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's a lot slower now, but I feel very lucky. Like, and I think, well, it's down to just nurturing your body and being yeah. careful throughout the pregnancy, mm-hmm. because like I said, your joints are very soft. You can yeah. be prone to injury. So yeah. Just taking care of yourself yeah. and listening, yeah. listening in. Knowing that you, you don't yeah. have to do every single yeah. day. Yeah. Like it's okay to yeah. scale it back. Yeah. And, yep. you know, coming from someone like you who is so active all the time, you know, it's like if you can sit there and be like, it's okay to take a step back. It's yeah. okay to, you know, not work out every day and, and, and find something else and yep. listen. You yep. know, I think we can all kind of take on that advice Definitely. when we're at that stage. <laughs> um, so as well as keeping up healthy levels of exercise during your pregnancy, which obviously has great benefits on your mental health, mm-hmm. what have you? What else have you done that's helped to keep you positive and, and on the right track? Because, you know, pregnancy 
with everything comes with challenges Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you have your bad days. Yeah. You know, what else has been helpful for you besides, you know, still being able to move? Yeah. So I think having definitely having that support and positivity around you within your family and friends, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're not taking on too much negativity, whether that's unfortunately at the moment watching the TV Mm -hmm. or listening to the radio. um, And it's okay to do that. It's okay to zone out and just find positivity in the day. I'm very lucky to have a very supportive partner who, you know, when you are having those bad days and you're like, oh, I feel like a whale or my, you know, this hurts or that hurts. And, you know, he's, my partner says, oh, you're beautiful. Like creating a life, like, you know, having those little words of um, affirmation yeah. are really helpful. And then also I've been doing a bit of breath work with a breathwork coach who really helps to set that positivity in the mind, helps your breathing, eventually will help breathe this yeah. baby out, hoping to have a natural birth. So um, I found that really, really helpful as well. And things like just going for a walk, getting some fresh air, like the power of just being outside. Yeah. Changing your environment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Listening to music, putting on a meditation track. I'm not the best at sitting there and doing nothing, but if there's music playing and I can just zone out for five, ten minutes, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really important too. So tell us about that breath work you're doing. What's the technique? Um, Yeah, so I met this uh, lady, Nicola, through a good friend of mine, Sophie, and I started it when I think earlier this year I did a session with her and I was a bit like, you know, what's this breath work all about? Like, I'm just going to lie there and breathe. What do you mean? But it really focuses on, for me, being pregnant, connecting your breath with your baby and really getting that positive mindset on breathing your baby down and then how you can then breathe your baby out. Sounds so woo-woo, like I'm going to breathe my baby out and that's how I'm going to push my baby out. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. It's great. Yeah, the power of your breath, if you really focus on just breathing. Like, like I said, I'm not great at meditation, putting yeah. a meditation track on and then just sitting there. Yeah. But if I'm breathing and there's different types of breaths that you can do, yeah. that really helps me to zone out. Okay, great. Mm. So getting a little bit more personal here, but what have been some of your highs and lows during your pregnancy? Yeah. Um, and how did you overcome them? So let's start with the lows. Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty blessed that I haven't had too, too many in this mm. pregnancy. I know hearing one of my best friends went through pregnancy almost the same time and she just had every pregnancy symptom under the sun, wow. you know, sore back, this, that and the other thing. Apart from the weight gain, like I'd be lying if I said that doesn't play yeah. a part sometimes. You, you've you been a certain shape and so fit your whole life, most of your life, and then yeah. all of a sudden like you've got this body that's changing and you're like, what am I wearing today? I can't fit anything. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a mind shift, but I just try and rem- remember like, how many women would be the size of a house to be in your position, yeah. but they can't have kids? Yeah. So it's, yeah. and again, it's so short. It's like, you know, six to nine months of yeah. your life and then you can come back into it again. Yeah. Um. So, but besides that, the most annoying thing yeah. in pregnancy is going to the toilet. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> I got like, I got here, went to the toilet, yeah. like in a minute, I'll probably have to go to the toilet again. Like it's, oh my goodness. and it's, it's dismal. Like at yeah. this point now being 37, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm busting, I'm busting you go. And it's like, yeah. and that's it. And you're like, what? <laughs> what was that? Oh my God. See, gosh. I'm actually worried about this because 
I feel like I pee so much and I'm not pregnant. So I'm thinking when I hear stories like this, I'm like, oh, my God, I am in big trouble because when I'm pregnant, I'm going to be sitting on the toilet the whole time. You feel like you do. Like you just and you work out where all the toilets are, wherever you're going. You're like, okay, like my local supermarket. I'm like, yeah, there's one there and there's one there. Like, you know where they are. But then you're also wary of drinking too much, but you've got to stay hydrated and it's like. Yes. So what is it? Is it just because you have a growing yeah. belly that so it's pushing? If you actually look on an ultrasound, we're lucky enough to see our little bub every, we saw we see her every month and then yeah. now being so close every two weeks. Yeah. And you can see where the bladder is and where the baby is and you're like, oh, yeah, there's no room. There's, there's not much room. There's not much room there. Okay. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> and then the highs, well, feeling her kick, like as yeah. much as like it's, it's like you settle down because she's so active. Like yeah. she's taking she's after be like her, her mom. father. Well, oh, her father. Okay. Kickboxing, more <laughs> yes, like her dad. There we go. <laughs> but um, just feeling those kicks, like I've been so like, I guess when I go to bed at night, I feel a kick when I wake up in the morning. She's so active and I just oh. feel so blessed that um, I have got to experience yeah, that. Like it was hard beautiful. to imagine beforehand. Mm. I used to ask people like, oh, what does it feel like when they kick? And they're like, oh, it's like butterflies and this and that. What does it feel like? Is but it like butterflies? At, in the beginning it does. Like, yeah. And because it's your first baby, you don't know what, what you're feeling. Okay. So you probably did feel it earlier, but yeah. you weren't sure. Like, Is that just gas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at about, I think it was 19 weeks, I felt, I was like, no, that's like, that's her. Oh my and then Simon got to feel her as well at 19 yeah. weeks. So she was quite strong. And wow. they say, you know, just be careful of reduced movement around this time. Okay. There's no reduced, no reduced movement. movement. She's like, doing, like I've got legs on my left side kicking out as oh we speak. Gosh. Do you actually see? Because I've seen videos and I, you can see their yeah, feet and they're yeah, pushing their hands. It's like, it's it's like a Mexican wave wow. now. So beforehand it was more like little punches, like yeah. bing, bing. And now it's like Mexican wave, like the arm, the, the legs mainly move through yeah. the skin. It's like she's yeah. trying to get out oh of the skin. Oh, my gosh. Let me out. I'm ready to come out. Yeah. You're oh. like, other way, go down. Yeah, go down, down yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. So in regards to nutrition and supplementation, that's mm. obviously another really crucial aspect to living a healthy life and having a healthy pregnancy. What have you found helpful, helpful. throughout this yeah. time? And is there anything that you had to change? Is there anything you couldn't stomach anymore? Or, yeah. you know, did much change for you when you were pregnant? Um, in the first, yeah, in the in that first trimester, like again, someone who's been pretty not strict, but like I eat fairly regularly and healthy during yeah. the week, and then on the weekend allow for a little bit extra. I kind of mm-hmm. go with that eighty twenty rule of if you could say a nutrition plan. But when I hit that first trimester, as I said about the six week mark, I just was so I felt so much like nausea oh and gosh, sickness, yes. and it was literally like I would work. And then go home and lie on my bed. I pretty much slept through my first trimester. Wow. Like I was that exhausted. I never vomited, but I just um I felt like I could. Yeah. So you just eat what you can. Yeah. I think it was like toast, dry toast. Okay. I I hardly ate very much at all, really, but I yeah. tried to get some things down. And just to know like that's okay. Just eat whatever mm. you can get down and keep yeah. down in that first bit. Yeah. Um, and then lucky enough, the around the 13-week mark, I got more energy back. It was like someone flicked a switch and it was like, oh, wow, here's the energy. Yeah. You're feeling good. Like off you go. Amazing. So I kind of got back on my 80-20 rule, knowing that I'm not only now feeding my own body, but feeding yeah. the little bub inside. So mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to make sure I was getting enough fruit, veggies, clean proteins, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And carbs too. Carbs was a big one. I think yeah. I got 
I got more cravings for carbs, whether that was baby related or not. But yeah, yeah definitely like pastas and things that I never yeah. really ate before. Okay. I craved a lot of pasta. <laughs> Simon will say a lot of nachos. Okay. Um, like Mexican and so all the good stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like when I say nachos, like some of the nights we would make that. Like I'd yes. make my pasta. Yeah, of course. Um, it wouldn't yep. be it wouldn't be like bought stuff all the time. Yeah. So yeah, and then as far as supplementation, so there are certain things that you can and can't take in pregnancy, yep. and we always say that you need to run those things past your OB or your caregiver yep, if you yep. are taking something. So things like, yeah, your protein powders and stuff. I mean, I know how good yeah. and healthy, <laughs> organic, natural, happy way is. So I was quite confident that that was fine. Yeah. And yeah, my OB said that's fine. So I've been taking um, my protein powder still, um, the reds and greens powder. Yeah, That was really good. And especially because sometimes I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was getting enough greens or, mm-hmm. you know, those type of foods. So just to have that as a backup as well. Yeah. So, yeah, basically I've just kept my supplements really minimal. So I've just tried to keep as natural as possible in this pregnancy, Mm -hmm. switching over even my prenatal vitamin to um, a natural prenatal vitamin. I've had to go on an iron supplement now, but that's instructed by like the OB. That's not like a, you know, supplement you get from the store or anything. No, no, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Beautiful. So not really much change for you except for that first trimester. No, just, like not yeah. a lot of change. No, and yeah. I guess like that's the thing. Like some women, you've got to get into your head. Like you're not eating for two. Yeah. You are, but you aren't. Like you can yeah. still eat a wide range of good, healthy food. Mm-hmm. And they just say to top it up a little bit more. So if you're feeling a lack of energy, yeah. eat a little bit more. Yeah. For me, coming into the last part, there's no room. Yeah. There's no room left. <laughs> Where's the food going to go? So, I know. So <laughs> I eat smaller meals and maybe four meals instead okay. of like three meals. But trust me, I'm not malnourished. This baby is getting <laughs> a lot. She's growing like there's no tomorrow. So, Aww. yeah. Um, so from your own personal experience with fertility, exercise and conception, mm-hmm. what's one key lesson you took from this experience that you can share with other women, other women <laughs> who are at the start of their conception journey? Because I know you had a bit of a bit of a, sh- a scare yeah. Um, before you got pregnant. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, yeah, like I think the main thing here is don't wait till you're ready to mm-hmm. get your fertility checked. That's the big take-home message that okay. if I could say anything today. So last May, I think it was, we weren't quite ready to have, well, I mean, I was ready to have kids. But yeah, yeah, let's be I honest, been ready, I've been ready yeah. for years. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, my partner and I were just kind of still talking. We're going through COVID. Like there's just yeah. a lot going on and we just thought, you know, probably not the time. But I just thought, well, you know, I, what, what am I, 34? I was 33. Like mm-hmm. might as well go and get my fertility checked, which just meant going to my GP and having a blood test, yeah. which then revealed that I wasn't ovulating. So mm-hmm. let's just think we were ready and off we went it never would have happened because no. I wasn't ovulating. So, and the reason I wasn't ovulating is because they found a very large cyst on my right ovary, which was about the size of a cricket ball at the time. And wow. I'd had bloating for quite some time on and off. And I yeah. just thought, oh, food intolerance, like I'll mm. cut this out. Maybe I'll do this. I mean, this is a whole other subject here, but yeah. um, I'll try and like just dot point it. <laughs> so I, ha- I actually had the surgery to remove that. And what they found was a dermoid cyst. Now, if you don't know what a dermoid cyst is and you have a weak stomach, don't Google it. <laughs> but if you're fine, it's it's basically like a living organism. And it, mine had like a bit of thyroid. Some have teeth, hair. It's just this mass what? of like <laughs> yuck. It's like a big sack of yuck. So he took, wow. he removed that and I was in hospital for two days or something. And yeah. then 
came back and um, was at home recovering. And I just never felt like I was getting better. I was like, surely it doesn't hurt. Like it shouldn't hurt this much. Mm-hmm. It should be getting better. And by about the fifth day in the more early in the morning, I'd been having these sharp stabbing pains. Like this pain mm-hmm. was just like, I cannot even tell you how traumatic it was. And we, Simon rushed me to the emergency room. And then long story short, they had to reoperate and found that the cyst when they removed it, sometimes a bit of the liquid can leak out yep. and it stuck my bowel and ovary, right ovary together. So it was twisting. Oh so every time I moved, which I felt it was like stab, stab, stab. Oh my And gosh. this is why I think childbirth's gonna be a breeze. Yeah, because you're like nothing, oh, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> nothing can be as worse as that pain. Like I I was traumatized thereafter for quite some time. Wow. Because of that pain, it was a lot. And then the recovery from that was a lot as well. Um, but I took it very seriously and I honestly think yeah. that's how I fell pregnant so quickly. Because how long after did you fall pregnant? Yeah, so it was pretty quick. Yeah, after yeah. the surgery. So I had the second one early September yeah. and then I think like my gynecologist said, look, he knew how much I wanted to have kids yeah. and he was like, you, your right ovary, your right <laughs> ovary is not going to be functioning for a while, like it needs to heal. It could be six to eight months. Don't stress yourself out about you know, falling pregnant and I was kind of like, no, like it's going to take that long. But understanding that what I went through, obviously it's going to take time. So my GP and I were still doing ovulation tests each month thereafter. So um, October, I think we did one October and November, both negative. And I mean, unbeknownst to Simon, I was kind of like in November, like, all right, let's just try anyway. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) let's do it anyway. (laughs) I was like trying to find the dates and like, when is it happening? You know, that kind of thing. But then realizing those tests were saying I wasn't ovulating, I was like getting stressed out about, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to forget it, relax, Mm -hmm. don't worry about it, you know, just have fun, whatever. And then December is, must have been when she was conceived. And it was such a shock because my ovulation test for that month said that I didn't ovulate. But what it also didn't tell me was that if you're already pregnant earlier in the month, it's not going to tell you that you've ovulated. Of course. So when yeah. I went, when I did the test and I was late, I was like, what? Like, how could this be? How? I wasn't even ovulating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my mind. Yeah. So it was a bit of a shock that way. But um, yeah, such a blessing. So wow. yeah, it was only like two or three months, really. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So get checked, guys. Yeah, you definitely. going to be going on. And, and like, I know a girlfriend who is 28. Yeah. And went and got her fertility checked and realized she has such a low egg count, wow. like has had to freeze her eggs. If yeah. And she's like, if only I knew this earlier, like there needs to be more talk and awareness on fertility yeah. when you're a bit younger, like yeah. obviously not your teens, mm-hmm. but, you know, getting into your 20s, early yeah. 20s, just to go and get checked just for your own peace of mind. And then if you need to do something, you can do that and have that peace of mind of that course. you have those options later in, yes. in life, but don't wait till you're like ready. Yeah. And then you find something wrong yeah. and whatever. And in saying that, like when we're younger, we're probably not even thinking you about. You spend your life not getting exactly. pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I cannot get pregnant. But then, you know, when you get older, if if that is something, you know, at the time when you're young, you may not want that. Yeah. But then there might be a time in the future exactly. where you're like, I really want a family. Yeah. And, you know, I want to share this with this person that yeah. I'm with. And, you know, by that time. Yeah. Things could have changed. Definitely. And, and, you know, so that is a really important message. And you've inspired me to get checked, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so simple. Like I said, you can just go to your GP. A lot of women were yeah. like, oh, how do you do that? Yes. And you can just go to your GP and get a blood test and they mm. can check that you're ovulating. And if there's something wrong, they can do a scan and, yeah. and, and find it out for you. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think, yeah, we've we've covered a lot today from exercise to mindfulness and your journey as well. It's been really insightful. So thank you for sharing all of that. And and you need to tell us where can we find more because we all want to see the pictures of bugs that are going <laughs> to come in a few weeks. Yeah, um, you can follow me on my Instagram. So it's just trinity underscore jean, but make sure the trinity is an I at the end and not a Y. There we go. It won't work. Yeah, it trinity won't work. underscore jean. <laughs> Beautiful. So thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And we'll have to get you back on when, with, when Bubs is here. Yeah. So. So, just here like yeah no, I'm so excited <laughs> I can't wait so that brings us to the end of today's episode so thank you guys for listening and I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a healthier and happier version of you please like subscribe and make sure to share and tag us on your socials sending lots of love to you all bye